0: Welcome to another episode of Let's Ask Paul, the podcast where you get to ask me, Paul Abernathy, anything you want about the national electrical code and, uh, you know, all things code related. Hey, today's episode is sponsored by FastTrackSystem.com. Obviously, I'm the CEO and president of Fast Tracks System uh, and Electrical Code Academy, um, and we are excited because we've released two new courses that are more cost effective than anything we've done yet and they probably give you more than anything we've done yet. So check them out over on our website fasttracksystem.com and remember when we say tracks we say t r a x, okay? Fasttracksystem.com. Check it out. Look at the basic and the enhanced. Now the only difference between the basic and the enhanced is the enhanced is also going to give you 12 months of access to Tracks Tube. Whoop. <laughs> which is the best video platform ever. And then you also get access to Wednesday nights training sessions. Okay. So that's awesome in itself. Can't put a price on that, but we have put a price on the basic and the enhanced program and it is the best value out there. There is no other program out there that can compete with it. Nothing. I'm telling you. You get everything. So you also get the new databases, which has videos in it, also on its own. Has flashcards. Has a bunch of quizzes specific to things like transformers and motors. In addition to the huge Q and A database, over 850 questions. It's amazing, folks. Check it out over on our website. It's the new Fast Tracks Basic or the Fast Tracks Enhanced. The best programs out there. We always are trying to bring you the best deals we can. All right, shifting gears, let's get into today's question that was submitted to me uh, over on uh, paulabernathy.com. Remember, you can submit stuff too. Uh, so this question is a bit lengthy, um, so let me kind of get geared up here to do this and get my, get my eyeballs on here. All right, so it says, good morning, Paul. Have a situation on a multifamily dwelling. Electrician installed a 400 amp main disconnect. Uh, to feed four separate meters slash disconnects for each panel uh, for the apartments. Okay. It says the utility company stated they did not want fuses installed in the disconnect since it since was feeding their meters. They just want the metal bar installed. So just a knife switch style. Metal bar installed, basically just making it an emergency disconnect at this point. Okay, I'm gonna have to clear up a couple of things with that in a second, but okay. So, um, but there is SE cable going through the attic, serving the two other meter slash disnex parentheses. where weren't able to group all together due to window placement on the exterior. Hmm, that's a that's a problem. That's a problem. So we're gonna try to look at that a little bit here anyway. Okay. Now it says, with that all said, is it legal now that the disconnect is not going to be fused? And essentially the SE cable is unprotected going into the building and attic area to other locations. Okay. Couple things that we're gonna have to talk about this one here, folks. So we're gonna have to we're gonna have to dig into this a little bit. Now, first of all, there was a mention made about that meter. Or that disconnect ahead of the meters, and this is it looks like a four gang meter stack here. It was going to be four gang meters <laughs> because of a window. It's now two and two. Um, so that meet, that disconnect is on the supply side of the uh, the meter stack or the meters itself. Okay, okay. So the utility's saying, "Look, I don't want a fuse there. I want just a disconnect. That's it." Now you're calling it an emergency disconnect, right? So the first thing that I would, I would say, let's go look real quick at emergency disconnect in 230.85. Okay, so you should all be, if you're listening, if you're riding down the road, don't do this, folks, okay? Don't do this. You should be in 230.85, just kind of touching on the statement about emergency disconnect. So this seems like this is a multifamily building. There's four different apartments in it. So 230.85 is specific to one and two family dwellings. Okay, so not what we've not what we've got here. This is a multifamily, so two thirty point eighty five is really not in play here. Uh, So it's still a disconnect, but it's not necessarily going to be meeting two thirty point eighty five for emergency disconnect. Okay, so I just wanted to kind of get that out of the way. All right. Okay, so now the utility uh, wants the disconnect that's ahead of the meters um, to be knife rate, knife only. Okay. They don't want it to be, have any fuses or anything in it. Okay. So it is purely just a disconnect. Right. And so in that scenario, that is perfectly fine for you to have that, uh, to not have any, because that's not the, uh, service protection. That's not the service equipment. That's just a meter disconnect. Okay. Allows them to be able to cut the power off uh, and effectively separate the building from the service conductors that are coming to the building. Okay. That's all that's there for. It's just to cut it off. Now you have to remember now the, uh, manufacturer, I, mean, I shouldn't say manufacturer, let's back up. The utility holds all the cards here. They're telling you what they want. And so you've got to pretty much do what they want and they don't want fuses in there. Okay. Fair enough. Now Let's talk a little bit though about some of the other parts in here. Now, first thing that we have to look at is that you made a statement about where they're not grouped together. Okay. So 230.72 states that you have to group. Okay. So it says we're two to six disconnects, if permitted, by 230.71. Now, in this case, 230.71 is the maximum number of disconnects. Seems to me here, you've got four, all right? So you're looking at 230.71B. It says the two to six service disconnects shall be permitted uh, for each service permitted by 230.2. Sounds like there's only one service coming to this building, it's coming in, they wanna disconnect, then it's gonna hit us area where it branches out to the uh, individual units service disconnecting means, I get you, okay. Um, so again, or for each set of service interconductors permitted in 230.40, exception 1, 3, 4, or 5. Okay. So what you've got here is you're going to have um, up to six disconnects and they're going to be need to be grouped together. That's in 230.72. Okay. Now there is exceptions to this rule uh, for other things, but generally just speaking, normally, that's Not going to apply, so they it says that the two to six disconnects as permitted in 230.71, which we just looked at, these, these four service disconnects to these individual apartments uh, shall be grouped. Each disconnect shall be marked to indicate the load served. Okay, so at this point, they're not grouped because you had no space at the window. Uh, I, sadly, that's not a reason to forego this, and the inspector should have called this out. The grouping is required, however. However, do you remember what it said about the maximum number? All right. Well, the maximum number, it allowed me to also take into consideration 230.40 exception number one, number three, number four, number five. So real quickly, we're going to go look into this. Is probably not your situation because you're concerned about those SE cables. If you go look at 230.40, we're talking about the service entrance conductors themselves. It says each service drop set of overhead service conductors or set of underground service conductors or service laterals shall supply only one set of service entrance conductors, okay? However, you're looking at exception number one, and it says, if a building with more than one occupancy shall be permitted to have one set of service entrance conductors for each service as permitted in 230.2 run to each occupancy or group of occupancies if the number of service disconnect locations for any given classification of service does not exceed six, okay? Now, what that means is, as long as you had from the meter, I mean, from the disconnect that they want you to install ahead of the meters, you come through the meters, and as long as those SE cables run on the outside of the building, okay? As long as they run around the outside of the building and then terminate into service disconnects. If, it, if that SE cable stays on the outside of the building, then you're able to have up to six at each one of those locations and you wouldn't have to group them back where uh, that meter disconnect is and the meters are, okay? But they all have to be that way, okay? So if you're using that and then the service entrance cables can run around the outside of the building. So here's where we have a problem. Yours didn't do that, okay. Yours are stating that they're obviously are coming from the 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 actual disconnect, a 400 amp ahead of the meters, and then the service entrance cables are running to their locations, but they're going into the building, okay. Now that indeed would be a problem. One is because you're absolutely right. Those conductors do not have any protection. And I'm going to tell you, even if you had fuses out there in that 400 amp, it's probably not going to protect those SE cables because those SE cables are going to be much smaller based on the size of whatever the panel is in each one of those units. So it's, you know, if you're fusing it at 400, yet you have a conductor that only has a rating of 200, then you're not really protecting it, are you? You're not. Okay. So that would be a problem. So when we look at that, then that's when we have to look at the scenario and we have to look at 230.70 A1. And it says the service disconnecting means shall be installed at a readily accessible location either outside of the building or structure or the nearest, uh, the, nearest the point of entry of the service conductors. Right. So the problem is it doesn't sound like there is any um, service disconnecting means uh, on the supply side of those SE cables as they enter into what you say is the attic. So there is no protection. And those conductors are, uh, for all intents and purposes, unprotected as they run through the attic. So that would be a violation of 230.70A1, of course. So there's a bunch of pieces in here. Um, I believe that um, if you did not group them all together, um, that... If you're using with SE cables and everything's outside, um, if you uh, are SE cable is going around the building before they pop into the units, then I think you're going to be using 230.40 exception number one. And then once you hit that unit, you have up to six at that each one. But those service conductors are outside of the building until they penetrate. Um, the moment that you put disconnects, two of them at one location. And then you, you run the other two around in service entrance conductors and you um, put them and then it immediately goes into those units, then you're okay there as well. The problem that you're going to have with grouping is if you happen to put two service disconnects outside next to the two that you did install where the window was, right? And now there's feeders going into the building, but then you have service conductors running around uh, and going around the building into it. Then at that, that point, you have problems because now you have feeders coming in, uh, and so then you have an issue where you, you're, you're not able to use the 230.40 exception number one, in my opinion, and then you would have to group all of your service disconnects at the same location. So this can create, create problems. For example, if I'm feeding one unit with service conductors, but I'm feeding another unit with a feeder, then that is a problem because now the service conductors are not grouped, okay? Okay. I mean, the service equipment is not grouped. So the only way that I can see around this is if you came to a building, you put a meter stack outside, and you came out of the meter, and your service entrance cables went around the outside of the building, and then immediately popped into the building and hit the panels in each apartment. Then you only have to have up to six at that location where they penetrate, and they are grouped for that separate SE cable. That's the allowance for you to use the service entrance cables outside and use the 230.40 exception number one, right? So, and that's the only way I can see around this. Okay, so, uh, and I can't, there's not enough detail here except for it looks like you did run, they did run SE cables through an attic uh, that had no service disconnect on the supply side of it. So to me, that's a violation of 230.70A1, uh, creating an unsafe condition. Um, the grouping aspect of it, uh, at this point, um, yeah, there, there's no grouping involved. Uh, those service conductors are somewhere are inside and some are outside. You didn't use the allowance for SE cables in 230.40 exception number one. So you do have this, this grouping issue that you've got to deal with. Now, maybe your jurisdiction uh, allows that separation. Um, I don't know, but based on the way you say it, um, you've got, uh, some conductors that do have no protection on them running through the building. So that's the bigger issue that I see. They're unprotected. Just don't think that that 400 amp fused disconnect ahead of the meters, um, would have protected those individual conductors. Okay. Um, I, I don't believe that they, they, they would have protected them in that case. Now, bar, now, barring some allowances in 230.90 when it comes to uh, the uh, overcurrent protection and there's some options there, uh, which we won't get into because it gets a little more detail. In this case, your biggest issue is these unprotected conductors. Now, uh, as far as putting that disconnect on the supply side of these individual service disconnects, because that's not what that disk, that 400 amp is, okay? Okay. Um, so, because obviously it's not going to have any um overload protection in it. Okay. They just want it to be a knife. It's just a disconnect. Okay. Well, you're allowed to have that in 230.82 item three. And that is basically a meter disconnect switch. Uh, that's what they want. It's got to be rated to be able to handle the short circuit current rating SCCR. Uh it's got to be equal to or greater than available fault current, which they can provide you. Um and Obviously, the disconnect itself has to be capable of interrupting the load that's being served. So, there's obviously some load calculation, which we've determined that it obviously is a 400 amp setup. So, obviously, somebody submitted a load calculation. And, of course, it has to be labeled as a meter disconnect, and it's not service equipment. So, all they want is a disconnect, and that's what they want. So. It is what they want. So that's lesser of your issue. Give them what they want. Um, the bigger issue again is the grouping. Uh, and the other issue is the unprotected SC cable running through the attic. Okay. Um, so uh, the best way to do that is to get you some um, service disconnects outside uh, in these locations. And again, if you put... Service disconnects under two of them, and then you have to put service disconnects outside under the other two. Now you have a grouping issue, but you're going to have to talk to your local AHJ. All right, all right. Hopefully that answers that question uh, as best I can based on what was submitted. Uh, you can always do a follow up, draw me a diagram, give me a little bit of better understanding. I'm sure there's people out there who disagree with me, but my main focus for you is to give them the knife style uh, disconnect that they want without fuses. And now you have service conductors that are uh, running through the building that do not have uh, overcurrent protection uh, at the point where they outside or nearest point of entry. I don't believe, based on what you've given me, that that 400 amp, even with fuses ahead of the meters, would have been adequate to protect each one of these. I don't have enough detail on what these conductors were, these SC cable sizes. I I don't know what they're feeding, what panels they're feeding. Maybe they're 125s. I don't know. I just don't have enough detail. But what I can tell you is that you, if you have unprotected conductors, then you're in violating a 230.70A1. Uh, and It sounds like you're not, uh, you've admitted that you're not meeting the grouping rule. Uh, and, of course, that, for those that are following along, that's 230.72. Uh, and uh, other than that, that's where I would start. Okay? All right, folks, that's about all I can do for this episode. Hopefully you got something out of it. Remember, you can submit your questions to me at paulabernanti.com. I will do my best to get answers to you as quick as I can, uh, if not in a podcast, in an email. All right, folks, till next time, stay safe. God bless. And remember, if you're looking for the best electrical code course out there, which incidentally would explain this in great detail in our FastTracks program, check out our website, fasttracksystem.com. The two new courses, basic and enhanced, are the, the, the cat's meow, if you will. Till next time, stay safe. God bless.